Welcome to Chelmsford Mayor's Podcast. I'm Councillor Jude Deakin and this is my third podcast and it's being recorded uh, from my home office. And with me today is Linda. Hello. Later on, we're going to be talking to uh, Dr. Benjamin Newman-Wright from Charms. And we're also going to be talking to Julie Arthur from Mid and North East Essex Mind, which is one of my charities. But before we go to our guests, I think, Linda, you and I, we've done some quite interesting things this month, particularly um, Remembrance Day. Yes, it was very different to how it's been in the past. Um, in fact, we were quite worried, weren't we, that there would be an influx of people because it's traditional for people to all come outside the civic centre um, yeah, and lay wreaths and things. We, we were quite worried about social distancing and trying to keep everybody safe. So actually, we recorded it very early in the morning, didn't we, with we, just six of us socially distanced. Eight o'clock in the morning on the Sunday morning. And yeah. uh, it was very weird, um, very eerie, because obviously the buses, you know, hadn't quite got fully going, but then they did by the time we'd finished. Uh, and just six of us, but it, it was nice. It, it was it was quite a small, small but peaceful sort of ceremony, and uh, you know very respectful. So we were quite happy with that. And yes, as yes, and it was it went out on um, Facebook, and it was it was it's on YouTube actually. I noticed that we've had nearly four thousand views of it. Oh, excellent! So it it, it was a respectful way of yeah. marking the occasion. You laid yeah. your wreath, didn't you? Um, I did. Yeah. And and that you know, I think I think under the circumstances, it, it you know, it was the best that we could do. It's a shame, really, that we couldn't have more people involved, but it just wouldn't be safe to do it. And then, no. of course, we had Armistice Day. We oh. went down again, and there were quite a few people congregated, it weren't was, there, around the yeah, wall we memorial? We were all socially distanced, so a lot smaller of us. And obviously, that was literally. I think we were down there for about four minutes. Yes, um, and that was you know. Um, and that was lovely because there were representatives of the army and the air force there who were also laying their wreaths on, on armistice day. Yes. Um, that wasn't organized. Was no, it? It was, no, wasn't organized. People just came and people yeah. were, were respectful and yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Equally poignant. I, I think on armistice day as well. I know it's traditional to have the service on, on remembrance Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. But armistice day, you know, the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month. Yeah. Um it was. It was very moving. I I, I did enjoy it. I yeah. felt I, I, I felt quite uh, quite pleased that I was there. Um it was just it was just a lovely simple ceremony again. Um, yeah. it was nice to be able to do something because we really didn't think that we could a lot of no. authorities didn't plan anything because they they were too worried about just getting people together or people congregating I but know. i think pe people have been really sensible about it haven't they yeah, and respectful i think so it it went yeah. really well and we were really pleased with yeah. it and we felt we had to do something yes. we couldn't just not do anything no. so and then in stark no, that, contrast you opened a pine mass shop <laughs> i know that was great fun <laughs> which i still have to go to because it looks amazing oh that's so good, good luck to them what a, street. <laughs> what a difficult time to be opening a business i know um, but yeah, you know give... they were taking pre-open orders um and they were saying as soon as we've officially opened it which was um 11 o'clock in the morning when we opened it as soon as we cut the ribbon they were queuing up outside waiting to come and collect their their orders 
and uh, and it was full steam ahead from then on in. It was. It was I'm not surprised. I hope they're doing takeaways because I think my husband will oh, be in there this well, it, weekend. Obviously, when we were there, because of the the conditions, it was all takeaway. They weren't allowed to serve yeah. sitting down. Brilliant. So um so the the mayoress and I got got a pie to take away for our lunch, which was lovely. They do vegetarian, don't they? Which are good. They do. Yeah. So um, yeah, good good luck to them. It's F Cook, isn't it? F Cook and Sons. Yeah, in Motion street yeah well good good luck to them opening a business you know in in this climate very it's tricky enough anyway very brave but i'm sure they're going to do well i'm sure they'll do well and of course then you did um you did pumpkin dredging i don't know whether you mentioned that last time i don't think you've done that last time had you no i hadn't no we 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 judged obviously after um uh after halloween and that was that was at the black ball in rainsford road and that was interesting and uh, there were there were lots and lots and lots of pumpkins. We were really surprised. Yeah. So we chose a jolly one that looked quite cheeky. But it was very um, windy. You said all the candles it, blew out inside the pumpkins, didn't you? <laughs> yes, they did. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a bit tricky. But but you yeah. know, there you go. It's one of those things. And then but, we had to judge this Christmas card competition, which did. the standard was fantastic, wasn't it? I know. We had what, well over 100 entries, which was fantastic. And and that's a very nice lead-in. Thank you, Linda, because I'm going to announce the winners. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so the drawing competition was won by Sophia Gridley, um, and she drew a picture of a family all sitting with their feet up in front of the fire with the Christmas Oh, we tree. loved that, didn't we? It was so lovely. The, the theme was family and Christmas. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And then we had um, the family poem. The winner was Viola Tueldi. And um, both both Sophia and Viola are in the under-18s category. Um but nevertheless, I mean, they were judged against the over-18s as well, but they were the winners. I'm going to put you on the spot. Square. Have you got the poem there? I haven't got the poem with me. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll read it next time. Yeah, I think so. And then the photograph was won by um, Samantha Warren, um, and that was a photograph of a family in front of a snowman, and Samantha is in the over-18 category. We won't give her age away. We're mm-hmm. not that cruel. And um, I also also selected a mayor's choice to go into the time capsule and that was won by Neil Samur and she was the lucky winner for her drawing of a festive family of Christmas puddings. Oh we loved that didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really really sweet. Uh, going back to, to, to the um, the end of the month or the beginning of the uh, beginning of November um, the mayoress and I were really um, happy and very lucky to be invited to go along to uh, another charity in Chelmsford called Charms. And uh, I'd like to bring in now, if I may, uh, Dr. Benjamin Newman-Wright from Charms um, because they deal with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Now, Ben, we know yes. that there are lots of um, health uh, benefits benefits from this sort of uh, treatment but can you fill us in a little bit more about what it's all about the sort of people that come to you okay so hyperbaric oxygen therapy has been around for a while at least since the 19th century possibly going back to 17th century and the nhs uses it to treat decompression sickness and carbon monoxide poisoning we were established in 1984 by professor philip james and we treat now a variety of different conditions including 
cancer, neurological and neurological disorders, uh, diabetes, including diabetic foot ulcers, uh, Lyme disease, and sports injuries. So wow. we've previously treated people, including the former captain of the English cricket team, Nasser Hussein, oh, and yeah. Ed Vendel, Jesse Trailer, Fenton Seabright, who are superbike racers. Wow, amazing. But, I mean, you talk about, like, a decompression chamber. So, um, I mean, the only thing I can refer to from memory is, is when the divers get the bends and they have to go into one of these chambers to, to recover before they can be brought back up to the surface. Is it a sure. similar type of thing? It's precisely the same thing. Oh, okay. uh, our chamber was originally built for a ship, but it was brought along to our therapy centre so we could treat people with other conditions who were perhaps on limited incomes. Okay, so you are a charity. So how do people contact you if they feel that they might benefit from, from some of this treatment? Do they need a referral from the NHS or how does it work? best way to treat us... Uh, contact us would be by our email address which is charms hbot therapy center at gmail.com so that or was by a, what was that again ben charms charms yeah, hbot so H hotel bravo oscar tango all right therapy center at right. gmail.com or on my phone number which is 07796 Lovely. So they don't need to just ask doctors. you. Sorry, dude. Um, I yeah, just wanted to ask um, with the long term problems associated with people who've been affected by COVID 19, do you see a different market for the oxygen therapy that you're offering to help people who have lung damage going forward? A very good question. Yes. Uh, Hyperbaric oxygen was suggested very near the beginning of the pandemic, even investigated in China as a potential um, help for people with COVID-19. Uh, the difficulty for us would be how can we treat the people who we treat at the moment who are largely classified as extremely clinically vulnerable, as well as those people with COVID-19, which is perhaps one of the worse, most infectious mm. conditions around. Uh, and if they've had long COVID and if they're proven not to be infectious, then potentially, yes, we can help them. So that, that you could be offering a great service, a great benefit to the NHS um, being in the, the local vicinity. So that, that's great, isn't it? I think the more people that find out about you, I, by the way, I'd love to come up and have a look. I know the mayor and mayoress have been, <laughs> but I would You're really like welcome. to come up as well sometime. Okay, so you've got two chambers, haven't you, that you can um, provide different types of treatment in? Same type, uh, different size. So one's an eight-person chamber and one's a three-person chamber. At the moment, the eight-person chamber is restricted to two people, three if they're in the same household or, oh. or perhaps the support, same support bubble, um, <laughs> and the smaller chamber to one person. Oh, Okay. And and how did you get into it? I mean, what, what made you think I want to go away and I want to set up this charity, um, you know, uh, to do this type of treatment? Well, I've been involved in it since 1998. Uh, originally, as the deputy manager of the centre, uh, I went away, did a few other things after that. Okay. 
and then came back and became the chief executive as I am now. Right. Fantastic. How and, many and people do you see, Ben? How many people access it? Okay, on a regular basis, we have around 50 people per week accessing just the auction therapy. Wow, that's incredible. And, and do they have to come sort of once or twice a week? Is there a set therapy session or how does that work? It depends on the condition with which they present. If they have cancer, then we perhaps suggest that they come along more often. Uh, mm -hmm. If they just have a sports injury, then perhaps once a week, depending on the severity of that injury. Oh, okay. And, of course, depending on different conditions, we may or may not require uh, a letter or signposting of some kind from the NHS doctor. It's a little tricky outside the NHS. Uh, yep. The NHS only really refers within the NHS system. Okay. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm amazed. And, and thank you very much, Ben, for, for coming to talk to us about it. Um, if people wanted to speak to your charity, how would they go about doing that? If people wanted to come along? If they wanted to donate, as you are a charity. Ah, yes. How would they donate to your charity? Give you a call and then you could have a conversation Again. with them, I suppose. Yes, they can. Or contact us by email is another possibility. Uh, uh, we have, have you got a Facebook funders. page or something like that? We have Facebook and we also have Twitter. Excellent. So there's lots of ways that people can find you. <laughs> yes, sir. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks very much for coming along. Please stay with us um, because I'd like to now talk to um, Julie Arthur from Mid and North East Essex Mind. Hello, Julie. Hello, Jude. <laughs> now, obviously, we've had a little bit of conversation about sort of more physical health. Well, and you're very much involved in the mental health side of things. So with us in sort of semi-lockdown and many, many people are getting to the point of saying I've had enough of this. Are there any little tips that you can give us that help us to keep our, our mental health, you know, in good in good nick, so to speak? Yes, especially you You um, have hit the nail on the head there. There's lots of people that are suffering um, at the moment with the with the um, current situation, um, which can be very stressful for everybody. Um, but I think what we're advocating is, is that we you always got to think about your mental health as well as, as well as your physical health. Um, and, uh, one way of doing that, an easy way of doing that is, is by, um, working to the five ways of wellbeing. So they are, I can run through them quickly for you if you'd like me to. Um, they are connect. So one of the things you need to do is connect with somebody, with people. It might be via zoom. It might be via the telephone it might be um going out in the street to the, or to a local news agent or shop and just saying hello to somebody on the way um but it's connecting with people we we're a social being and we like to um to be talking to other people um so that's the first one um secondly is be active so that rolls into the first one really if you are going to go out you can go out and connect at the same time so go for a walk if you're working from home especially go out for a half an hour get away from that screen um and make and give yourself some exercise absolutely um and then the third one is take notice so while you're out and about on your walk have a look at the sky 
spend a few minutes just looking at the clouds or the sun or the trees on, on the leaves on the trees or or the red holly berries that are out at the moment. Spend some actual time just looking at what's around you and taking it all in and taking some notice. It's a great way of clearing your mind of all the other stresses that you might have going on in the day. Um, just one or two minutes and that will be just make you feel so much better. Um, the other thing is the next one, number four, learn. There's always things we can learn. One of my mottos is you learn something new every day. Um, there's always something. It's generally technology when it comes to me, but we get there in <laughs> the end. I'm still learning. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think we should all still be learning into whatever age we are. Um, you know, we can learn to count to 10 in Spanish or we could learn to, to – there's lots of things we could do um, that we can challenge ourselves to learn to do um, and lastly the very last one which is just as important is give so it doesn't necessarily mean give money it means give time it means give help assistance love give a compliment be nice to someone exactly yeah. exactly that exactly that so all of those five five ways to well-being if if we try to do one you know all of them at least once a day we sh we it will help our mental health um and it will certainly um make us you know maybe maybe take our minds off of the stresses and strains of the day um and and any other stresses and strains that are being caused especially at the moment with uh, with the coronavirus mm, excellent thank you that's some good advice so have you got any fundraising things going on at the moment um, we have got a few fundraising things going on at the moment. One of them is a 12Ks of Christmas, um, which, um, of course, if anybody would like to sign up um, and get sponsored for the Mayor's Charity, they can do that via our website. Um, so all that entails is you um, undertaking 12K. Um, you can either do that 1K a day or, as I am doing, which is 3Ks over 4 weeks because i can't possibly do 12k all in one go <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um or you could do 12k all in one go if you would like so um so that's one of the things we've got going on at the moment and we've also got very exciting we are having a fire walk Ooh. next february um which we have got um, we will have some dedicated spaces um particularly for the mayor's charities so if anybody has a, a burning desire to do a fire walk <laughs> oh. please do have a look at that on our website too oh excellent that's Thank lovely you. Thanks ever so much, Julie. I really appreciate that. Julie, oh, could, okay. I, could I just ask you? Um, yes. In my day job, I work in a junior school. Um, yes. And I've noticed, you know, heightened anxiety amongst um, children. It, it's it's a junior, because it's junior age, sort of 7 to 11. Yeah. Um, they, ch children are quite anxious. Parents are quite anxious. And I, I'm finding that people aren't really going, speaking to their GPs. Um, have you got um, support? Can you signpost on your website to agencies 
and to help that's out there for people who don't if, want to, to go to their GP at the moment? If they don't want to go to their GP at the moment, um, the best thing for them to do is to make a phone call to um, our one of our team will answer the phone and they will point them in the right direction where services are available and the appropriate services for um, that particular person, Thank be you. it ad- Adult, child, teenager, um, what, whatever you know, we are we are happy to be at a first point of call, and we can signpost people on if we can't help ourselves. That's great. Thanks ever so much. No Lovely. problem. Thank you very much. I just want to end with something a little bit jolly, if I may. Um, it's called the Chelmsford Community Twinkle Challenge, and it's to, to literally to spread some festive cheer. So I want to see all your best Christmas decorations, homemade, tacky, traditional, whatever you want to do, displayed in the windows of your home or your workplace. Uh, post a photograph or short video clip of your festive window and uh, you can put it onto uh, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, tagging the Mayor of Chelmsford and use the hashtag Christmas comes to Chelmsford. And um, I'll, I'll be posting some of my favourites uh, over the coming days. And, uh, and it will be lovely if, uh, if you'd like to join in. And I just want to say, finally, if you do want to invite the mayor to one of your events, please phone 01245 606 269 and we will uh, try and accommodate you as best we can. So I want to thank all of my guests today. It's been a real privilege talking to you. And uh, until we meet again in the next podcast, thanks very much. Goodbye.